1: We're in a state of confusion. Questions on your mind. Send in my and brandy. I'm gonna help you unwind. We're hanging out together, even though we're long. We'll pass it on over. Sorry, we're stoned.
0: So, how's it going, y'all? It's going great here. I'm having a little
2: bourbon. What? Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) So Brandy's in Gulfport, Mississippi. Sure am. And so did you take the bourbon with you when you went? Yes. Full disclosure, to be completely transparent, I stole it off of your bar cart before I left. (laughs) (laughs) Well, can we just, if it's one of those pretty ones, can we just fill it up with like Coca-Cola or something so it still looks pretty? Ah, Coca-Cola is too dark. Maybe sweet tea. Oh, good idea. Genius. So I don't know if we want to jump right into some high design. But speaking of, I just ordered what's called a bar cart for my weed cart on nice. Wayfair, And it's really, really cute. It's like wood. And then the, the base and everything is like this really pretty, like antique brass color. Ooh. So I can't wait till it shows up. And uh, I'll have to put a picture up once I get it. And once I get it all set up. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it's really cute. I'm really excited about it. Do I need a weed cart? possibly <laughs> yeah I forget uh, I think it was no talking about one of her friends who actually had a entire not only bar cart but you know some houses have like a bar in it like an mm-hmm. actual really like in a man cave or whatever and that the entire thing was just full of these beautiful bongs on both shelves like above the counter of this bar and she said it was so cool
0: That is cool. Into
2: it. I'm into it too. Speaking of design,
0: I was at Target today. Why does Target always have the cutest home stuff?
2: I don't know, but they really, really do.
0: I mean, every time
2: I go in there, there's new stuff that I feel like I just have to have. You know what the brand that I really like? I think it's called Opal House. Oh. Have you seen that? I don't know if I have. Yeah, it is a brand within Target and they just have the cutest candles. I think that they made some really cool outdoor furniture. Their pillows are always really pretty. Their bedding. Like they just had a, like almost a velvet bedding recently. And it was in like a coral color. It was so gorgeous. Cute. The stuff I love from
0: Target, I think we talked about it already, but you when you and I went and got all that awesome bedding,
2: Yes. The brand was called Casaluna, and I'm obsessed with all their bedding. They have great bedding. And I'm just so into that real pretty tobacco sagey green right now. Mm-hmm. And they have so much of that. It is gorge. And they have like the cable knit sweater bedding. They have yeah. my favorite type of bedding, which is called sateen. I just, I love everything they have right now. Sateen. Sateen. It's like not really satin. But it does have a sheen. So Mm -hmm. I think that's why it's called (laughs) sateen. But I don't
0: know if that's true. Very possible. Well, switching gears here. I called my mom earlier today to ask her a medical question. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, out of nowhere, I have this crazy, I noticed it yesterday. I have this like, the the only thing I can really compare it to is if you've ever shot a BB gun, (laughs) it feels like one of the little BB bullets in my neck. Like in the side of my
2: neck. And I was like, I immediately go, oh my (laughs) gosh, I have that too.
0: (laughs) And I felt better about that until you told me you've never asked your doctor about it. Okay. So wait a second though. It gets worse. So I told my mom about it. She was like, oh, I have one too. And then literally a couple hours later, I'm feeling my neck. I have two. There's two right beside each other.
2: Okay. I don't have that. I only have (sighs) one. I am freaked. So I have have this. I've had mine for like 20 years.
0: It's fine. Well, it's funny you say 20 years because that means you were exactly my age when they appeared. See? And mine have just appeared out of nowhere.
2: And it's weird because like, honestly, I really hold stress in my neck and shoulders. And when my neck is hurting, the little BB thing is more pronounced. Mine is so pronounced, you can see them, like from with your
0: naked eye. Like I was showing my horse trainer today, I was like, "Daddy, is this normal?" And she could see them, and she goes, "No, definitely not." So she had me put every like horse we have all this horse
2: therapy, like the beamer blanket and the Magna wave. She had me put it all on my neck today. She was like, "Here, this will work." Like it's just you've been rotting your horse, yeah. showing, and I'm telling you, when I when mine gets strained. <sighs> like that. And sometimes it'll like be sore.
0: Mine aren't sore, but they move around, which is really freaky. Okay. And I'm just freaked. So stoners, I need those of you out there in the medical field to hit me up and let me know, like, do I need to be concerned?
2: What can I do about it? Just give me all the deets. Yeah. Again, small like a BB, they move around. Mine mine sometimes feel flatter than others. My one. Oh, my one. Well, I've definitely
0: got two all of a sudden. They're multiplying quickly. That is so weird. Freaky. Of course, of course, Google says it's like one of two things. Uh, swollen lymph nodes or cancer. There's no... There's
2: like Well, dude, so swollen dramatic. lymph nodes... You know what? Your lymph nodes can get swollen even just like if you have a headache so or you're straining your muscles. So maybe it is a little lymph node. Maybe. It is Let not cancer. It's fine. Let me know, stoners. Okay. So what else we chatting about? Have you watched any good shows? Oh, we're on the Outer Limits. Got it. Or <laughs> out. Off, Off limits. limits. What is wrong with me? I don't know. Off <laughs> Limits. The bourbon. Uh, first of all, I am so addicted to Nashville right now. I am just like, it is wrong. I literally go to bed at like 9.30. I've been up till midnight every night because I can't stop watching. What? It's not good. It is so good. I love it. Who's your favorite character? I think Hayden. Love her. I love Hayden on this show. I really, (laughs) really do. Her and the little blonde that you told me was from Australia. I think she's so cute. She is cute. I like her too. That Also, I've been watching a lot. I also watched the Cecil Hotel. What's that? The one about, it's about the girl who, she's going on a trip all by herself. She like, finally gets her parents to say, okay. And I think she's either just graduated college or something and decides to travel alone. And she's doing the West Coast and she comes to Los Angeles and online. Okay. First of all, the Cecil hotel is on Skid Row in LA and you can even like rent some of the rooms for like, you know, like monthly rates at $14 a day. What? Yeah. And so it is like real sketch. And I guess a lot of people, you know, book it because it's cheap and they don't know. And it just, you know, sells downtown LA. That's all it says. So she came here and stayed at the Cecil and went missing from there like four days later or something like that. What? Yeah. And it's only four episodes, I believe. And I actually remember when it happened because it happened in 2013. That it's really, really good. And the other thing I just started watching, have you heard of a show called Trust? mm It's on FX. Okay, it's almost one step too dark for me, especially Ooh. the first couple of episodes. It's pretty disturbing. Donald Sutherland is so, I'm obsessed with him. I am scarred from him in this show. I'm not even kidding. Like, I will never be able to see him in anything ever again and not think about this role. Because it, like, it literally, like, makes me feel uncomfortable. Like, truly. And What's it about? you just have to watch it. So it's about John Paul Getty and it takes place like in the sixties mm-hmm. and you just have to watch it. It It is amazing. And it's on FX and it's directed di- by Danny Boyle uh-huh. and it's just shot so well that I can't even tell you, but I like, I don't usually like things like this, but it is really good. But also very disturbing. Yeah. How do you, how do you watch I, FX? I watch it on Hulu. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like they have a lot of great shows right now or, or they're, they're really like moving in the right direction. Like I really like them. I like FX a lot. Got it. Yeah. Well, the only thing I've had time to watch this week is the bachelor. I uh, watched it too.
0: Okay. So now that you've seen the
2: hometowns episode, first of all, I am so upset with Serena P. I know, you know, I picked her from day one. I she know. She was like, I said day one, if I had to pick one, it was her. Well, I think Matt, was going to pick her. I'm telling you because when she told him, I thought he was devastated. He was devastated. But honestly, I picked her from day one and I just loved her. But you were right when you said we would see a different side of her and stuff. Like, I'm shocked. I was like shocked that. Well, she- I just
0: really feel like it was her family like, I, I definitely, the tan, tantric yoga date, like, she started, she took a turn, I think, during that a date for some reason. Turn. But then it what, what it was for me was, like, her family saying, like, I just don't think you're in love. Like, they just were like, I just don't see it. You know, and I think that
2: sent her over the edge. And she was like, but it was like a wake-up call. Like, oh, like, I should probably end this. I thought the reason she had a tantrum during yoga was because she wasn't feeling it then. And was just probably freaking and in a bad mood and also hated it. But, like... I mean, she was harsh about it. I know. I felt so bad for him.
0: Matt does a really bad job at like seeing the signals like reading the signals Uh you know what i mean like kit tried to break up with him too really nicely and he just totally like didn't even register he was just like yeah cool i'm cool with it and shit yeah like oh i was trying to like give you an out here and then serena was kind of doing the same thing and Uh he just like
2: did not could not read it like he just was like i love that you tell me when you hate things great I mean, what else was he going to say? I mean, she was so mean about it. (laughs) Well,
0: I feel like usually in that kind of situation, like I've seen so many leads say, you know, obviously all of these dates aren't like, the greatest things ever and not things you'd choose to do. But part of, of doing things like this is seeing, like, wh- what kind of character you have going through, like, something that's tough or doing something mm-hmm. that you don't really love to mm-hmm. do. Like, your character really comes out. And hers really did. And instead of trying to say, like, well, you know, I learned from it or, like, it was a nice experience, she just was like, I hated it, I'll
2: never do it again. Oh, my gosh. So and basically like she, else she said, said she hated it because it was too intimate, too. No. I know,
0: but I don't know, like,
2: I don't know who they're going to
0: pick for Bachelorette. It almost seemed like they were setting it up to where it could be Katie, Serena, or Piper. Like, I felt like all oh, of them got I was really in shock that he let Piper go. Me too. And I honestly, Piper's young. She's only 23, but I would love to see her as the Bachelorette. I think she was my favorite
2: from the whole season. I loved Piper, and I thought she was in it for all the right reasons. Me too. Oh. And. Great style. Oh my gosh. I hope she's the bachelorette. And I don't know who
0: they're going to pick, but it was like all three of them got like set up to, to maybe be it. You know what I mean? It's like they're leaving it really open to where like it could be any of those three. Wow. Also, does that mean there's not a bachelor this week? No, just the woman tell all. And then the finale is next week.
2: He actually chooses next week. Mm-hmm. It's the last. Last week. And I think it's like three hours long or something stupid. Can't wait. <laughs> I love Matt. If Matt does not find love, (sighs) I love Matt.
0: I love Matt too. Yeah. Before
2: we get into the DRMTs, I just wanted to bring up quickly.
0: You're not on TikTok, right? <laughs> well, I'm really not either, but uh, I all my friends are and just everybody. So you know the news, like the, it's not new. It's been around for a couple weeks now. But the thing going around TikTok right now is all these, like the Gen Zers are coming after all the millennials, which are my age, saying that like side parting your hair and wearing skinny jeans means you're old, basically.
2: <gasps>
0: yes, they're coming. And for I that. have
2: a side part right now. And that,
0: I know. That's what made me think about <laughs> But you have finally moved away from the skinny jeans. So you got that going for you. Oh, yeah, I do. I,
2: no, I don't love a skinny jean
0: at all. I know. I'm the same. I've moved on to the straight leg and even a little bit of the baggy flair. But sometimes my hair wants
3: to do the side part.
2: Mine too. And I actually like a side part. And I'm like, you guys need to just get over yourselves because <laughs> I was here first, which makes me the coolest. So, I, so cool. I can wear any part that I'd like to wear. Oh, my God. And Gen Z's need to get over trying to f- make everybody the same. Side parts, middle parts. Like, we should have all parts so everybody's not looking the freaking same. <laughs> You're right about that. You're right about that. Yeah, I mean, it's like, come on. You are killing me. Well, all
0: right. That was all I had to say about that. Shall we move on to the Dear MTS for this week?
3: My favorite part. the same. Let's see what we got. Hi, Tish and Brandy. My name is Brooke. I just wanted to ask a relationship-based question. So I've been in a new-ish kind of situationship for about three months now. And I would say our biggest hiccup is that we just communicate very differently and we see the world very differently. I am very emotional. I feel things very heavy. I cry a lot of the times and he's just very logical. He doesn't like to cry. He doesn't like to talk about things. And he tends to think a lot of the times that I I overreact and I I see things bigger than they, they need to be. And for me, I struggle with wanting to accept that as true, but also not wanting to invalidate my feelings. So how do you how do you work on that when when you know somebody is is right in what they're saying but you you don't feel like they might be as as sensitive as you i'm trying to not get caught up with the fact that just because he's more logical it doesn't mean that he isn't sensitive and And do you think something like this has a chance to work when somebody is much more emotional and somebody is much more logical? Logical. So my own insecurities just kind of make me overthink. So if you have any relationship advice on how to handle emotions and feelings when you are two very different people... That would be great. I'm going to go get even more stones now. Okay, thanks. Love you all. Bye.
2: Okay. I feel like this is a good question for you to answer. Oh, yes. Brooke, 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 Brooke.
0: I can talk for an hour on this topic. Yeah, Yeah. Okay. Well, my first thoughts are, I feel like men in general are typically the way you're explaining your partner They're, you know, don't cry much don't want to talk about their feelings like this is classic textbook, like men in general. So I don't want you to get like too in your head about the communication being tough because I think this is just part of like men and women see and feel things so differently. And you know, can a relationship work like that? I mean, there's a zillion people that that do make it work and, and there's a zillion people that choose not to. (laughs) I mean, communication is hard and that kind of brings me to the next point of I feel you so hard on this because even though I haven't really spoken out about what Ryan and I are struggling with much, a lot of it has to do with communication and a lot of it has to do with exactly what you're saying. Only the the roles are flipped a little bit in our situation. I'm the one that is more logical and less emotional and he's the one that feels things a little deeper and wants to talk through things and that's been a, like a lot of what we've been struggling through lately and so i can kind of give you advice for coming from the other side of it where i'm sure like he also doesn't want to invalidate the way he feels and sometimes I'm so logical, like to a fault where I, I think I take, you know, the feelings out of it and just say, we'll just do this and, or this and like fix it this way. And so I think it's important for you to stand your ground on that because I know it can be overbearing when somebody is so logical about something. I've kind of learned that from him. And so I think stand your ground on that. Like your feelings do matter and they are valid whether, you know, somebody else thinks so or not, they're your feelings and yours alone. But, you know, sometimes with, with my boyfriend, like, I don't know. Like sometimes I, I'm willing to acknowledge the feelings, but there is something you can learn from somebody that's very logical about things too. So, and I think that's the key, right? Is like learning from each other. And instead of one person being right and one being wrong, like, to, you know, at each person kind of saying like, oh, I do see where you're coming from. I see how you feel that way or how you see things that way. Uh-huh. <laughs> She says with with the joint in her hand. Instead of it being like a uh, you're right and I'm wrong kind of situation, I think that's where people get hung up and that's where arguments just don't ever go anywhere when it's like, well, one person has to concede. I think two people have to meet in the middle. You can learn from his logic. He can learn from your emotions. And that's how you make it work,
2: I think. I agree. But honestly, here's the thing. is I, Brandy gets it from me. Like I'm so logical. I'm yeah. illogical. And – I am like not in my feelings at all, really. Yeah. But here's the only thing like, your dad and I are up until recently, (laughs) honestly, and maybe it's because now I smoke pot and I'm like more open to communicate. Uh huh. But, Honestly, all these years, what I realized is after we did start communicating this year and talked (laughs) about these things is like, he is very much like Ra, like that is an emotional little guy. Yeah. Like he is emotional and he feels so deeply and Mm -hmm. like, I'm probably a lot for him to handle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, I'm just like, not like that, but well, here's the point. You have to communicate if that, if that relationship with you, who is super sensitive and your, and your dude who's super like more logical and not in his feelings, unless you're able to communicate and each other like kind of accept that about each other, it is Mm -hmm. hard because your feelings are always going to be hurt. Like your feelings are going to be hurt. You're going to feel like you love him more in some ways. And it's not because that's true. It's just because Mm -hmm. that's the way he's not going to show. Does that make sense? Yeah. All
0: right, you guys, we want to tell you about another one of our sponsors. It's Lumi deodorant. I think we've talked about them before. I keep one of these sticks in my carry-on bag when I'm traveling. I don't like deodorant. It's just one of those things that I never think to pack. So I just make sure I always have it on me. sends like clean tangerine, lavender sage, which is my favorite. And they also have toasted coconut.
2: And the great thing is, is you can use Lumi all over your entire body. So when you travel, it's so much easier just to have one product.
0: Plus they also have deodorant wipes, which are super clutch, especially if you're on like the red eye or an overnight flight. And they also have body wash, which is really cute. And it comes in a mini travel size as well. Lumi offers a starter pack that's perfect for new customers. And as a special offer for our listeners, All new customers get 15% off Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off
2: with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off their starter pack. Use code STONED for 15% off your first purchase of LumiDeodorant.com. That's code STONED at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T dot com. So this is one of my
0: Totally. Plus, they are precision-crafted, plant-based packs that are entirely food-safe, so they can be used with any of your cannabis products. Integra offers an array of sizes and relative humidity levels for storing flour, pre-rolls, gummies, blunt wraps, and so much more.
2: For more information, check them out at www.integraboost.com or at Integra Herbal on Instagram. Use code SWS at checkout for 15% off of your next online purchase at www.integraboost.com.
0: All right, guys, we want to give a quick shout out to one of our favorite sponsors, Nutraful. If you aren't familiar, Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. I've taken it for years. I can tell a huge difference. I can too. I have such like baby fine hair and not very much of it. But I, my hair does not shed. Like it really doesn't. And some of my gr- my girlfriends, like when they come on trips with me and stuff, their hair will be everywhere, like all over the sink and in the shower. I just do not lose hair like that. And I feel like you used to and don't anymore. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, maybe, but I definitely do not anymore. Like I barely even lose hair in my brush when I brush it well, Oh, This is
2: amazing. I'm so telling tell you. the stoners how we get it.
0: Also, Nutrafol has a subscription that you can do so that it shows up on your doorstep. I, I do a subscription. Okay, so clutch. That way you never run out. All right, you guys. If you want to take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo
2: code STONED. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot com promo code stout. That's Nutrafol.com promo code stout. So
0: okay. I think another big key is like you can't like learning to communicate is so important, but you can't communicate with the end goal of the other person changing. Like that can't be the condition, right? You can't be like, well, I'm going to explain my feelings and say my feelings you know hoping that the other person changes and will also all of a sudden become emotional vice versa i can't explain my logic to my boyfriend and expect him to all of a sudden change and become logical that's not going to happen right like and and you shouldn't expect someone to change but what you can do is you know agree to like learn from each other and take from each other hear each other out because that's important. But at the end of the day, like you don't want to change each other. You just, I I think it's great when two people are different because you can grow and you can become more like that person. And and, like, I love that about my boyfriend is like, I feel like a lot of his qualities are not qualities I have so that I, so I can like gain some of those from him and learn from him and vice versa. Can you really? (laughs) I think you can mom. And see, this is where you're wrong is being so stubborn to think you
2: can. I just feel like we are who we are. We are, but we can grow. okay We can evolve. That's I just say, I- suck it up and quit being so sensitive, Mother.
0: <laughs> this, oh, I'm not gonna be that way. I hope we helped Brooke. Me too. If Brooke, if you take nothing else from this, you're not alone. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> you're really not. Okay. Let's see what else we got.
1: Hi, guys. My name is Sylvia. I live in New York City and I am so excited to call you guys. I love your podcast so much. I actually share the same birthday with Tish. Well, I wanted to call you because I have a few questions for Tish and Randy. Tish, I am actually moving. Uh, I'm going to be in New York still, but I'm, I've never purchased a couch or a bed frame or anything like that. So I, I'm wondering what materials should I look because I'm actually trying to invest in something that is good quality that is going to last me for a few years. And for you, Randy, I, you are just so cool. I, I love your Instagram. I love your personality and attitude. Um, you're such a good feminist. I don't know. Tell me about your, your path with weed. I understand that you don't smoke it now, but I just would like to know what your thoughts on that. Thank you so much, guys. I really hope you guys can help me out. Thank you. Bye.
2: Sylvia? Thank you. All right. Are you going to answer her furniture question? Well, I was thinking about this and one of Mm. my, the most durable material that still is so soft is chenille. I love a chenille couch.
0: You know what I was going to say? What? A leather couch lasts a lifetime. I
2: know, but they're so cold. No, not always. I don't know, but also just like a really nice is, I guess, linen's probably pretty durable too, right? Well, I feel like linen's so hard to keep clean. Oh, uh, well, what, what's your couch?
0: My most durable couches are leather. That is true. I also have pets and that it does play a part into it. But I just like, there's nothing cooler than like a vintage leather sofa. So if you really want
2: something that's going to stand the test of time and you like leather, I I would consider it for sure. I mean, I do love vintage leather for sure. But Mm. I also do love a good, like a really pretty chenille. Like I just think they're so durable and you can also find chenille. It's just really soft and cozy. So that's probably my favorite.
0: Yeah, I would agree. And, you know, big, big ticket furniture items are expensive, but it like that is where like you totally have the right idea, like buy something that's going to last you because, well, you know, as you move, you can just take it
2: with you. And uh, I love a company called Interior Define for couches, and they have a lot of really good quality fabrics. I actually have a couple of bed frames from them and they've been amazing.
0: Yeah. I think we've talked before. We love article for sofas because they've love. got... Great stuff at a good price, and then also I have a sofa from a company called Apartment Two B that is similar to Article in their in their prices and the design, and I really like their stuff as well. So you could check that out. As far as your second question, first of all, thank you for saying I'm so cool. I'm not quite sure that you're accurate about that, but I'll take it. As I sit on the floor with my whiskey, and I so I don't smoke weed. But I do enjoy a gummy or two here and there. And I use a lot of CBD products these days. I'm really into the CBD like body and, and skin care. But I I'm just am so – Fascinated by not even just medical uses for marijuana, but like I I hate taking pills of any kind. Like, no matter how bad my cramps are, I won't take pills, headaches, same thing. So, I think it's so cool that a plant can uh, replace some of that for like a lot of people, like it has for my mom, you know. So, anytime like when you hear from people that have epilepsy or anything like that, where marijuana helps them, like I just think that's so cool. And so, I'm definitely like a champion for
2: that. Okay. So, this new company, called Kinslips, K-I-N-S-L-I-P-S. Go follow on, on Instagram. They make these sublingual strips that you put on your tongue. And they are amazing because I, I don't do like gummies or edibles or anything like that. I've just never really liked it. But these, like one of theirs is called Balance and Tranquility, Sleep and Serenity and Creativity and Focus. They are so good. Like, I literally am truly obsessed with them. This is not an ad, just a suggestion. They're, they're really, really cool. I, I really love them. So if you want to try something new, you can check them out.
3: All right. Let's see what else we've got. Hey, hey
1: Susan Brandy. This is Sarah.
3: This is Chad.
1: And we are so excited to be calling into the podcast. We are getting our first dog in May, and we know how much y'all love animals, and we cannot figure out a name for the dog. So we are hoping that you can share your favorite
2: names with us.
1: Thanks. Can't wait for the next episode. Oh my gosh. The
2: first like duo voicemail we've ever had. Do you know what's so weird is I was just making a list of dog names today. Why are you getting a dog? (sighs) I miss mate mother I miss mate so much and like I really want to get another German shepherd Mm -hmm. and then I start thinking like about when things open up and I start traveling do I really want to deal with the big dog again like it's you know it's such a huge responsibility Mm -hmm. that do you know what some of my favorite dog names are? I was—I really love her boy names, but I want to, like, mate was 125 pound, like, beast. I oh, I wish they told us, like, what breed and what gender they're looking for. Yeah, because my, I'm thinking, like, big, strong dog names. And I was either thinking, obviously, Smokey. I wonder why. I thought that was oh, so cute. I don't Especially know. Especially, because I want, I think I want an all-black German Shackbird. So, I was thinking Smokey oh. could be so cool. And blaze, <laughs> blaze like blaze it up. I love that
0: bullet. Bullet's cute
2: for a big black German Shepherd. Mm-hmm. So oh, I think I have one more. Blaze bullet. Oh, I thought Prince was really cool. I've always liked that name a lot. And my grandfather, the first German Shepherd I was ever around, his German Shepherd's name was Prince. Oh, yeah. Prince and Lady were his. That's cute. They were really pretty.
0: Those are good names. Isn't that cute? I'm
2: so bad at names, I
0: feel. Really? There's just, there's just so much pressure. First of all, everyone thought I was a psychopath when I named Astra. They were like, Astra, what kind of a name is that? But like, does it not fit the little angel? Perfect for her. She's just so special. Uh, yeah, no,
2: they didn't tell if it was a boy or a girl. I
0: know. I guess that doesn't matter. Yeah, those are and good names. It's funny, think? like some people really love human names for dogs. Like some people really get it. Molly loves it. A lot of people do. Like uh-huh. Wells's dog's name is Carl, and I do that does fit it's him, and that so is very cute. Good, but like that's Actually, Hank was on my list. Hank is cute. Some people really love that though, but I am not one of those people for my dog. I just I don't know. I like weird names. So
2: yeah, I always like Daisy for a girl.
0: That's all right. Yeah. Funny. I like names like um, like Casey Musgraves' dog is so cute. Her name is Pepper. I love that. That's really cute. And then I also know somebody else with a dog named Basil, and I think that's so cute. Ah,
2: so cute. Opal's
0: uh, cute. Opal is cute.
2: That'd be really – or Poppy.
0: Poppy's cute. Look at us. We're on a roll. Okay. Well, there's a <laughs> bunch. Look not Fred. Oh, no. I don't like Fred. <laughs> All right, here's our last voice bill.
1: Hey, Tisha and Brandy. My name's Bailey, and I'm actually from Nashville as well. I found the podcast a few months ago, and I just love it. Oh, my God. I am a real estate agent and an interior decorator. I also love, love, love uh, reality TV. So the fact that you guys are talking about The Bachelor is just so cool to me. Anyway, I did have a question for both of you. Speaking of that, who do you guys hope wins The Bachelor this season and why? And also, if there's any other uh, TV that you guys want to recommend right now, uh, specifically reality TV, that's my kick right now, um, just let me know. Anyway, sorry, I'm stoned. Bye love her. All
0: right, bachelor. So we talked a little bit about it earlier, but we didn't really say who we thought would win. So we're down to Bree, Bree, Rachel and Michelle. Yeah. So if it were me and I was choosing who I thought was best for Matt, I would for sure pick Michelle. Yeah. I'm obsessed with her. I think she truly has feelings for him. I think she's truly in it for the right reasons. I think her family's amazing. I just really love the two of them together. Who do I think Matt likes the best of these three? I think I feel like he likes Rachel the most, but I feel like it's one of those like you kind of want what you can't have because I think Rachel's a little bit of a flight risk. And I think he he's attracted to that in a weird way. Because he also really liked Serena P. And she was obviously
2: a flight risk because she gone. I like that was my pick from the get go with Serena P. But I have loved Michelle the whole entire time. Me too. And when she made her classroom and all the kids oh, were on the Zoom was the cutest so thing cute. I've ever seen. So. And I thought Matt like. That truly touched him. And, like, I think he has serious feelings for her, too. And yeah. I didn't even think he did have a lot of feelings for Bree until recently. I know. I actually felt like he was really, really into Rachel for a while. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he's not as much right now. I really? think after he met her family, he wasn't. Yikes. I felt like that the dad scared him.
0: Well, that happens.
2: I felt like he scared him. But... I don't know. I honestly think he's also into Bree.
0: Yeah. Well, the preview for next week shows some like steamy, steamy scenes with him and Bree from the fantasy suites. So I definitely think his connection with her is stronger than they're showing us on television, which mm-hmm. makes you wonder if they're not really showing the relationship. Does she win? Because usually the winner gets a lot of airtime. So I don't know. It's a toss up. Wells is convinced he ends up with no one, which I also think is a possibility. So maybe he can't because he loved Serena. It's very possible. Yeah, I don't know. All right, Stoners, we want to give a quick shout out to one of our podcast sponsors. Here she freaking goes. Mother, we need to tell the Stoners about mood. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Just go to hellomood.com and use promo code SWS. That's hellomood.com code SWS for 20% off your order and a free THCA pre-roll. Cute.
0: Um, As far as other reality TV, I don't think I'm currently watching any. I, I'm not a big reality TV guy. I just, I do love The Bachelor. But Wells is obsessed with The Challenge on MTV, which I've never seen. But it's a competition show. But so you could give that a try. I did. I loved. It's old old news, but I loved Love is Blind, which is oh, reality. Wow. And then what was the other one where they're all love oh, island lo, no not love island i don't think it's the one where they're not allowed to have any uh, physical intimacy at all too hot to handle freaking love too hot to handle when is season two
2: happening can't freaking wait so if you haven't seen that definitely i haven't seen that <gasps> but do you know what everybody loves that i just watched is what's it called the the Great Something, The Great British Bake Off, and I hate cooking shows. Like hate, hate, hate. But I started watching this, and all of a sudden, I was like almost five episodes deep. What? And yes, I could not stop watching it. It is shot so well, and it is actually really, really good.
0: All right, well, I there you really go. like it. Wow. All right, that's all, folks, for dear MT.
2: Um, so, Brand, do you want to intro our guest? Um, sure do. Let me pull her up. So, super stoked that we're gonna have on Hope Wiseman today. Oh, ha! We
0: were we were mid introing you.
2: Oh, goodness. did I get that's on okay. too early? No,
0: no, no. no. <laughs> it's good. You can you can help us give you the intro you deserve. Oh, thank you. So, all right, guys, our guest this week, here she is. Her name is Hope Wiseman. We're so excited to have her on. She is from Maryland. And after graduating with an economics degree in 2014, she spent a year working as a sales analyst and then decided to pursue her dream of entrepreneurship, which I think is so inspiring. I think there's a lot of people out there that maybe go to school for one thing and then find that that doesn't satisfy them or really like give them purpose and are so scared to take that leap into entrepreneurship. So I'm so excited to have you on. We're going to hear about the opening of your Mary and Maine dispensary in your home county and talk a little bit about cannabis as well. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Thanks Brandy for that intro. How
2: are you? We're so excited to have you on.
4: Yes, I'm doing well today. I'm I'm excited to sit here and, and talk about what I do, where I'm from, and why I do it. You know, so like you guys said, so many people go through college and they think like, You know, okay. I was an English major. I have to get a journalism job or I was an economics major. I got to work in finance or I got to be an economist. Um, You really can create your own story and your own path and you can utilize all the unique different resources and skills you have to do it.
2: So I was just going to ask you, because we, you do hear that a lot. Like, I, we talk a lot about college and then people being in debt after. And is it, right. does it does everybody need to go to college to do what they want to do? And, like, I just feel like for you, like, are you glad you went?
4: Yeah. So I'm glad that I went to college. I went to an HBCU, a historically Black college. And I... The experience being able to to really study my history and and have that unique kind of sisterhood brotherhood experience. I went to an all girls HBCU on top of that. Oh, wow. Um, mm-hmm. So I really enjoyed that history that came along with my educational experience. Also, it taught me a lot of soft skills that I needed in order to be in the next stage of my life. I needed the the kind of buffer time between, you know, leaving the house and like becoming a real adult to kind of like have an in-between stage with, you know, still having your independence, but then having structure and a little bit of accountability, Mm -hmm. I needed that. So for me, college was really important is how I made a lot of connections, how I, how I really started to build my network, but I don't believe that everyone has to go. I definitely think that like some people, it just depends too on like what you're exposed to. I think college sometimes can give you an opportunity to expose yourself to things that you would never know otherwise and and travel and, you know, you you can meet people from all different places. So I think there are pros and cons to it, but, um,
2: I, I don't know, like my kids, when I have them, um, I wouldn't force them to go to college. That's how I feel. For me, it would just be allowing them to make that choice. But I do agree that maybe it is a great first step from leaving home. I did not go. (laughs) I went to like a community college. And so I didn't go away to college where I feel like Mm -hmm. you do just learn so much by doing that and for being on your own. You know, for the first yeah.
4: time. Yeah. It was definitely it was a good buffer before real life. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: So how old were you when you made the decision to start your own business and leave Yeah, job? I was
4: twenty-two. Wow. So, so I had young. just yeah, I had just graduated from school. I was working full time at an investment bank. That's what I had spent my whole college time preparing to do and interning and all of that good stuff. So I had just done all of that. I landed a full-time job at a bank, which is hard to do. And I just remember, you know, seeing all of this mainstream media around cannabis. Mm. And that was really interesting to me because uh, I had been a cannabis user previously and it really, really worked for me for anxiety. I just, I have the type of brain that is like going a thousand miles per hour all the time. And sometimes I just need to like calm my thoughts so that I can be more efficient. And I had always used cannabis in that way. And then, you know, I was an econ major, worked in the finance world. My brain was definitely looking at emerging markets. My mother is an entrepreneur herself. She's a dentist that owns her own practice and real estate. And I had just grew up kind of with that entrepreneurial spirit watching my mom run businesses and, you know, just really be in charge of things. So that was natural for me to always want that Mm -hmm. as well as she, my mother really instilled the the idea of trying to create legacy for our family and create a, a pathway to generational wealth so that even beyond us, that this could continue. And I just remember when cannabis was starting to become mainstream, I was thinking to myself, this is the industry that is still so early, you know, I can get in on the ground floor level. I have an opportunity to really build something here versus a lot of industries, you know, they're so built up the ability to enter the market. You might get priced out or like, you know, at some point it's just, which is cannabis is headed that way. You know, cannabis is definitely becoming big business. It's definitely headed that way, but I saw the writing on the wall. I could kind of tell what was going to happen in the next you know, 10 years, that was in 2014. And I said to myself, I gotta, if I want to do this, I have to go for it now. And I figured, you know, I was like, you know, hell, I'm, I'm young enough. If if all else fails and everything goes to shit, I can just get a new job. I could just start over. (laughs) So that's why I went after it.
2: Yeah. That makes so much sense. But like, amazing that you did that how did your was your mom like you mentioned your mom did was she did she smoke cannabis how did she feel about that
4: yeah a lot of people ask me that because uh, she's my co-founder we are business partners we work side by side every day that's cool (laughs) super cool I love it it's it's really easy we just work really well together but all that being said people ask me that all the time they're like so does your mom smoke or Mm. did she smoke and I'm like no and no she never did before. She doesn't really now. She uses um, other types of products, not really flour. Yeah. But yeah, she, I mean, my mom is like, she's just like a typical mom. Um, But what she is though is open-minded and she raised me to be free thinking as well. She always encouraged me to look outside of the box. And when I came to her with this opportunity, I came to her, you know, it's a real business opportunity. And she saw the economic opportunity as Mm -hmm. well as she started to really believe in the scientific implications of cannabis. And she saw like, we can really do good things. We can help people have a better quality of life. And, and it wasn't a hard sale. And then on top of it, you know, us being Black women, we also took a real... When we really started to understand the history of the war on drugs, mm-hmm. I think it, we realized how how much of a opportunity we had to to be advocates for social equity, criminal justice reform, health equity, inclusion, and and really fight for Black communities that haven't really had a voice in this space. And, you know, I figured, I remember telling her, I'm like, look, if we're able to get our foot in the door, we're going to be one of very few. So it will be almost like our duty to be on the front lines fighting for it. And I think we just like those three things, the economic opportunity, the scientific implications, and how much this plant can can really do as well as the, you know, the fact that we wanted to make sure to advocate for, uh, for social equity in the space.
2: Yeah, I was gonna ask, what types of conditions do you see people turning to? Uh, yeah. But I'm hearing more and more actually.
4: So the the number one ailment, at least in the state of Maryland and in most states that have medical programs where they're actually quantifying this information, is normally chronic pain. You know, mm-hmm. they say every one in three Americans has chronic pain of some sort. So every single state has a different list of ailments that they approve uh, to for medical uh, cannabis use or mar- medical marijuana use, whatever your state says. And most of them are including chronic pain now. Some states don't have that on the list, some do, but chronic pain is definitely the number one. Everybody says their back hurts or mm-hmm, neck hurts, true. or you know whatever it may be. I'd say some of the other um, more prominent ailments that I see, definitely anxiety, depression, yeah. PTSD, mm-hmm. and not just from veterans, but yep. of course, largely from the veteran community. Mm-hmm. But not just from veterans. You're seeing it in other people that have experienced trauma, especially from communities that are a little bit rougher.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: You're definitely seeing that. And I'm located, so my store is located in Prince Georges County, Maryland. Where I where I grew up, where I went to high school. So that's really exciting because you know, I, I know a lot of these patients. I mean, I mm-hmm. I grew up here, I lived here, but also the area that we're in is one of the opportunity zones of the state. And it's one of the lower income areas of the state. So, you know, we really see a lot of of conditions that are tied to the environment that the, our customers live in. Wow.
0: And yeah. I feel like because of your background in economics and with your degree, I feel like you probably have a really unique uh, lens of what, what a positive impact cannabis can have on America's economy and some of these lower-income yeah. communities. So I'd love to hear you talk a little bit about that.
4: Yeah, so that's definitely a lot of the advocacy work I do right now as states are creating legislation around legalization, right? And we're hearing a lot of people prioritize social equity when they're talking about this type of legislation. And I think a lot of people don't really understand what that means. You know, what is social equity... Why are we doing that? How do we reinvest in these communities and kind of try and right the wrongs, right? Well, when I like to talk about social equity before I even get there, I like to talk about criminal justice reform because that's number one. We need, there are people sitting in jail right now for doing what I do every day and those people need to be released immediately, right? I mean, I can't, sometimes I can't believe that we have legalization discussions without Mm -hmm.
2: that. It's absolutely crazy.
4: It doesn't quite make sense, right Not at all. you know, yeah, <laughs> and a lot of people, it's funny, I saw this stat one day, and it's 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 crazy, actually, like living this life because sometimes I don't realize how uh, how insane that is, but when I really think about it, I'm like, that makes sense. They said that one in three black men will see handcuffs in their life in their lifetime, no matter where you're from, Wow. And I'm like that, you know it, it, it sounds like a crazy stat, but I'm like, mm-hmm. huh, most of the black men that I know I've, they've been to jail at least been in handcuffs you know something of the sort and a lot of times it's incentivized by cannabis use or some type of drug use or the the potential smell of marijuana or whatever it may be yep. and wow. they use that even you know i was watching a little clip from vice uh the other day and they showed you know, from the george floyd murder the cop said to somebody who was saying get off of him don't do drugs kids are you what for did that real? Mm -hmm. That's what he was saying as he's sitting on his neck, killing him. He said that. Don't do drugs, kids. Has nothing to do with anything. So yeah,
3: that's um, insane.
4: uh, Yeah, I'd say we we really got to look at how to do it legislatively, how to to come back and make sure that as we're we're talking about federal legalization now too, right? So as we're talking about that, it's like, okay, so we're going to legalize cannabis federally. What about all the families that you uprooted? What about all the men? The, How
2: do you that do that? Not that they this? can make it right per se, but that 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 needs to not be okay. Like these people need to be released. Mm-hmm. And honestly, and also so just think about the overcrowding in our prisons and like, like there are so many people in jail for cannabis that it's, it, it's crazy. It really crazy. is. And so, yes. so sad for these families.
4: Mm-hmm. 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 Very wow. much so.
2: That is crazy.
0: Well, we all. I think, Mom. Who did we talk to? Was it your your friend that's in Kentucky legislation, yes. just saying like, you know, once you legalize marijuana and can tax it, like, what a positive impact that does have on some of these like lower income communities in these states right. where it's not legal. Like, I, to me, like that is just such a no brainer. It's like people are using it anyway, and you know, like tax it and like help these communities and bring in money,
2: like, and and provide jobs like there's just so many positives to legalizing marijuana because honestly where i'm from in kentucky i'm from deep appalachia Mm -hmm. and i mean the poverty within you know a lot of the mining counties and just in appalachia is like the poverty is just terrible and for them to be able to grow legally and sell and i mean it could change so much in those areas
4: Look at Colorado.
2: So Colorado,
4: Colorado is making so much tax revenue from cannabis that they're in a surplus. You know, like a lot mm-hmm. of states are in a deficit. They're hurting. Colorado's like, oh, we're OK. We have plenty of extra money. It's <laughs> we're crazy. doing good. And crime has gone down and so many different things. So yeah. I think that's really interesting. Yeah. So I think like Colorado is a good state as Maryland is coming up with their uh, legislation right now for adult use legalization or at least proposed legislation. I'm, I'm using Colorado as a, mo- a good model for us. Really, uh, the states have similar uh, populations. And also went from medical to adult use in a similar fashion. So I expect it to have similar results. Now, a big difference between Colorado and Maryland is the, the demographic makeup. Maryland is 33 or 32 percent black, which is I mean, that's it's one of the most densely African-American populated states in the country. Um, where in Colorado might be 3%. Yeah. So, you know, just a different, it's, it's more diverse. We're close to the nation's capital, D.C., Virginia, Delaware, New Jersey, New York. All of these states are talking about legalization uh, legislation right now. So they're all being influenced by each other. Yeah. No state wants to be one up, especially the states that border each other, right? Because, you know, I live in the true DMV area. I don't know if anyone's ever heard of that, but, you know, in any given day, I could be in DC, Maryland, and Virginia at any time. So, you know, if Virginia legalizes before Maryland, You know, people are just going to drive to Virginia Mm -hmm. to go get it. Mm -hmm. D.C. before Maryland, anyone's just going to drive there. So all the states are kind of feeding off of each other right now. I think it's exciting because I do think it. so California might have been a saturated market. But honestly, because of how much the regulatory market changes and all that stuff, I'd say that I don't think it's too late to get into the industry. I do think, though, it's not too late, but the industry has gotten more expensive to enter into. Yeah the players the players have gotten bigger stronger
0: more capitalized yeah. that's what's happened yeah yeah well that's a good segue into the last thing i wanted to ask you was what advice would you give to someone that is is wanting to get into the industry or or even to just to someone that's young, that wants to start their own business, that's maybe scared yeah. to take that step into entrepreneurship? Because it is scary. Yeah. Um, but I, I think this any advice you could give on that since you've been so successful at it would be awesome.
4: Yeah. Yeah. So on the first part, if you're looking to get in the cannabis industry, I would definitely employ you to look at all of the different ways that you can. You don't just have to own a dispensary. You don't just have to be a cultivator. This is a full industry with multiple little baby sectors and all different types of things. You can do an ancillary business that does not touch the plant, that is not as highly regulated. Whatever your your current skill set is, likely you can transfer that into the cannabis industry and really build a niche and, and even charge a premium for whatever your service is. So I really encourage people to kind of take inventory on like, what are you already good at? What do you mm-hmm. already do? Can that be transferred to the cannabis industry? And I'd say eight times out of ten, that answer is yes. And then as far as like being on the plant touching side, collaborate is key. Having a small piece of something big is better than having a big old piece of nothing. Oh, very um, true. All the time.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Very <laughs> I true. That all the time. Because people, you know, they're like, oh, no, I want to do my own thing. I'm like, exactly. okay, you have a whole bunch of nothing over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. It's true. <laughs> um, especially in this industry. And then as far as like any young person that just wants to kind of take that leap, go into entrepreneurship, I'd say to think outside of the box. You don't have to be traditional and you don't have to be like anyone else. You really can create your own lane. And nowadays we have all of the access in the world to anything you want to know. You can teach yourself. It is all about dedication and consistency. Everything is about consistency. If yeah, you keep really going, is. you will get there.
2: Mm-hmm. So My great advice. All the time. Repetition. Mm-hmm. Repetition. Yeah. Great. It's
0: how you get great. great. Wow. It's, it's
2: Absolutely. Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, Well, you're amazing. Thank you so much for coming on our podcast.
4: Thank you guys for having me. I was so excited when you guys uh, reached out. I was like, oh, first off, I didn't know you guys had a podcast about this. But I was like, wow, they smoke or they're into this? Like, interesting.
2: So Brandy's the same as kind of your mom. She she does this with me. She is not a smoker at all. She doesn't smoke. <laughs> She'll do a few gummies here and there. But we love just educating ourselves, too, on all of this. Yeah. Because everything's yeah. so new. And so many people mm-hmm. call in and ask us questions. And I feel like that we just, the way we really Learn is from people like you. So thank you so much for being on. I know no I learn so
0: much. Every time we have somebody on, it's everything to me. <laughs> yeah, me too. So thank you no so problem. much. Um, All I right, guys. You everything. everything you're doing. Thank you. Thank Bye. you. Talk soon. Uh-huh. Bye. Yeah. Could Astra eating be any louder? Jeez. Is that what that was? Yes. Yeah. Like worse timing. So sweet. Well, that was fun. I loved her.
2: She was so cool. She was cool. I mean, she, how does she have her shit together like
0: that? It sounds like her mom is amazing and has her shit together. It sounds like her mom is just like a great example of like a strong woman that like knows what she wants and goes after it. And I think that's pretty cool.
2: Kind of like me. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: I would love to read you guys our voicemail phone number so you can call in next week, but I don't have it in front of me. 818 839 is it 0534? Did I remember it correctly? I think so. Um I, don't I forget. I have a few
2: baked goods real quick.
0: Okay, hold on. Let me just plug the DRMT. If you guys want to be featured on the episode, please, please call in for DRMT. It's our favorite segment we do. We cannot do the show without you guys. It's so much fun. So you can call us, leave us a voice message, and ask your question, and we'll play it live on the podcast. That number is 818 839 0534 for. Dang, I'm on it. It must be the bourbon.
2: <laughs> you are insane. <laughs> okay. You ready for some Tisha's baked goods? Can't wait. Okay. So Miley actually ordered these for me, but remind me, I really want to ask
0: Miley if she has these BBs in her neck too.
2: I don't think she, does. <laughs> she have. would have told me for sure. Okay, but anyway, they are these mixed joy calming dog beds. Mm-hmm. And uh, they are honestly, I just absolutely love the brown fur color. Wait, and is this the one you have in your basement that I liked? Yes, only these are like a beigey color. Oh, uh, well, I ordered two for my dogs and they're obsessed. My dogs are literally obsessed with these beds. So mm-hmm. if anybody's looking for, and you know what? I was kind of annoyed when I got out of the box because I like a structured. These are not structured. And so I was like, "Ugh!" <laughs> like these are going to drive me crazy because I'm very OCD about that. And, but the dogs immediately got in them and they have lived in these things since we got them.
0: Mm-hmm. I think it's the same ones I have too. And I got I got them for Little and Happy because mm-hmm. they. I have a leather sofa in my living room that they live on. And But I always put blankets on the sofa for them because especially little dogs, she like kind of stays cold. And through the winter, I always put jackets and stuff on her. So I got these dog beds specifically to put on the sofa for them to lay in. And they freaking love it. So definitely check them out, especially okay, for the little dog.
2: We'll put that up. But do you know what I have been seeing? Whoever thought of this is just genius. It is like, it looks like sheepskin, you know, like a sheepskin throw, but it's an entire like dog blanket out of I've the same. This. And so they're waterproof on the back and mm-hmm. they come massive. So you could use it as a throw, like on a leather couch, but it, and it's fine for your dog to be on. It's yeah. like the best thing ever. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're so cool. Okay, the other thing, because I literally my up-close vision is just going. I mean, it is uh. bad. And I literally had to get a, like, 20 times magnifying mirror Whoa! For, to do Jeez. to do my eyebrows. But honestly, it's so amazing. And it's got these, it's got, like, little suction cups. So you can, like, stick it to a mirror or stick it to whatever. That's and nice. It's just this really little teeny round, 20 times magnifying. It worked perfectly.
0: I don't think I want to see my face 20 times closer.
2: <laughs> it was a little scary. I'm not going <laughs> to okay. The other thing I got is the coolest thing. So usually when I'm zooming, I'll have to sit in a certain place for like, for me to not look like insane in the lighting. <laughs> and I just got this cool little, it says video conference lighting kit. No, with,
0: you didn't.
2: It is amazing. It is so small and it does such a good job. Like it is a must for everybody that has to zoom for work or FaceTime and look cute. Those virtual dates get after it. I'm serious, but this (laughs) lighting is so good and just, it helps so much. Okay, great. So yeah, that's all I got. Love that. Love that.
0: Well, guys, I'll be in Gulfport for another week, but when we come back at you next week, I'll be back home in Nashville.
2: Yep. And then like a week after she'll be
0: live from Los Angeles. Oh my gosh. We're going to get to do like, I think two whole podcasts
2: together again. I know. Exciting times. Maybe we'll get your sister to be on.
0: She is. Is she the only Cyrus that hasn't been on? I think so.
2: So maybe on one of our little trips we'll, we'll, we'll bring her on. Yeah. Love it. Okay. All right, y'all. See See you later.
0: Love ya. Love ya. Bye. Bye.
3: Hey guys, I'm Alana Dunn and I'm the host of Seeing Other People. As an early hinge employee, a modern dater, and now a fiance, I know the dating world maybe a little too intimately. I'm here to make you feel less alone in your dating journey, whatever it may look like. Don't have a date for tonight? No problem. Whether you're looking for love or just want to laugh and commiserate with others, tune in to Seeing Other People as we explore the roller coaster that is the ever evolving world of dating.